How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin, with assistance by Danielle Masquode, published by Red Penguin Books. Chapter 18. How to Put on a Show. Now, I've briefly talked about the low amount of staff we had available for the show, but let me tell you what it really takes to put on a show. Not in metaphors or fancy pseudo-intellectual descriptions, but what it takes financially, in manpower, and the mental toll it takes on someone. So let's start with the venue. Whether it's a club, a theater, a coliseum, or even an American Legion hall, there's always a flat fee to rent the space to play. Each place will vary, and the bigger you go, the bigger the cost. In our case, the Roundhouse Theater costs us just shy of $10,000. So if you're playing a theater, you better be sure people are coming and that ticket prices are set to the appropriate level. Since Jackie is the biggest act on the bill, and not even really that big, tickets are being sold for $75. We therefore have to sell 200 tickets just to break even before other expenses are even mentioned, already hard enough when we're relatively unknown. So, that's why we're booking other acts besides the two of us to be sure the other bands can bring people in. Though I'm opening for Jackie, opening for me is that band Arrowhead from Chicago who Champ almost tried to get to sue me. Since I had the upper hand, as an apology, I got them booked to be my opener. Opening for them are two other bands, Rat Attack from Long Island and Sleeper Agent from Fairfield, Connecticut. The three opening bands are given 20 tickets each to sell in pre-sale. You can either sell them to people or just fork out money and give them away. Unfortunately, pay-to-play is the only way that places are guaranteed to get their money back before people start ordering food and drinks. I have to sell 40. Jackie has 100. Her being the headliner, all eyes are really on her. The amount of responsibility can really get you sweating. The financial burden alone is ungodly. So, after the venue is booked, it's up to the promoter to get the show heard about and put asses in seats. Promoters usually take a fee of anywhere from 3 to 10% of the ticket cost, which is why they usually set the ticket price. The one at the Roundhouse takes a fee of 5%, therefore taking in revenue of 375 per ticket. If the show sells 200 ticket minimums, he makes $750. They have to spend a lot of money on advertising, too. For instance, to promote on a local FM radio station, it costs 2000 upfront for spots to be run for the month. We only have about two weeks of promotion, so they knock it down to $750. That's basically him giving his paycheck for someone to talk for two weeks about a show that few people even care to go to. So they make every artist on the bill post to their social media about the event and damn near barrage us to be up on top of it. Though the venue holds 2,000 people, it's highly unlikely a local band is going to sell out this place. I thought I'd be nervous playing guitar. I'd be losing hair by the fistful if I had this poor sap's job. Now, the road crew we mentioned, but they rarely, if ever, get paid for small-time shows. Usually the roadies are parents of the band or reluctant best friends who are paid by free admission to the show. As a joke, sometimes they may be paid with fast food. The people we got from the site are pretty good, though, and are dictated by Dad and Chris, making sure everything is set because... I'm such a bundle of joy. Not. House lights and sound guys are usually paid a flat rate fee by the venue, but oddly enough, a lot of bands bring their own PA systems and pay them themselves to lower ticket prices so it's easier to get people to come. Sometimes they can be expensive. And sometimes you get someone who just wants to be on the road and will volunteer to do it just because they love doing it. Those are my favorites. Those who work well and are cheap. 
And if you have bands or artists coming from out of town, costs can start piling up in terms of hospitality. Think hotel rooms, buses to take them from gig to gig, amenities for people who are high maintenance like Jason. Now, obviously, where they stay, the number of people and how diva-like they are is taken case by case. But even the most conservative number can run up to about 500 to 1,000 bucks a night. This all comes before artists get paid. Some get about $50 each. Some get 50 for the whole band. Some get absolutely nothing. But if you have a good manager, as I don't, the more you play and the more your reputation develops, the higher you get paid. And that's how people like the Coliseum players get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for, at max, four hours of work. What I'm trying to say is, touring and doing these shows is expensive as hell. The amount of pressure and how deep under the microscope you're analyzed is immense. Obviously, it is an open-heart surgery to call a phone and fork over the money, but the balls it takes for an artist to walk into a venue, do what they do best, know it was a total success, and not have it be an absolute financial disaster takes a set of cajones. When I find mine, I'll let you know. I'll be in my classroom with absolute ignorance on what it takes to keep up a school running. Just show up with my cup of coffee, shut up, and teach. This has been How to Be Mediocre by J.D. De Palma, primarily narrated by J.K. Larkin with assistance by Danielle Masquode, published by Red Penguin Books.